Welcome to the Beyond the Sermon podcast. Over the next 20 minutes, our goal is to dig deeper into the themes and topics of the most recent Sunday teaching. We'll look to tackle some of the challenging kinds of questions that you may be thinking as you heard the message but didn't get the opportunity to ask the teacher at the time. So whatever you're doing right now, at the gym, driving, folding laundry, whatever it might be, we invite you to listen in as together we go Beyond the Sermon. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship at The Ridge, and I'm also your host for Beyond the Sermon. And with me, I have in the studio Ridge Family Ministries Director, the one and only Doug Applegate. Doug, welcome back to the studio. What up, Will? What's Thanks happening? Yeah, just kind of hanging. Yeah, always good to have you here. Uh, so, Doug, we just had the third Sunday of Advent, and you had us focusing in on the Nativity story itself. Yep. And uh, you helped us see some of the things that we, or Hollywood, has added to the story that's kind of glamorized it somewhat. And uh, as you took us through the account and looked to, you know, you just begin to realize what a, a small scene it actually was. You know, just Mary, Joseph, Jesus, and the manger. And yet, within that simple scene, we find one of the most impactful moments in all of history. You know, it's just mind-blowing for us to think about of God coming down as a baby to live among us, to die for us. But I want to start off the episode just by asking you, Doug, do you have any thoughts on how we keep ourselves from losing the wonder of that reality? Uh, You know, how do we save ourselves from getting overly familiar with it? I love the question. And what's kind of interesting is because I've taught youth group for so many years, come Christmas time, I always like to give a Christmas message. But then kind of that thought comes in my head is it's a very familiar story. Mm. How do we keep it fresh? So for years, I've had to kind of think about what are some different angles we can kind of take on it and and think about it in a different way. Mm-hmm. But it still all narrows down to the same story. It's, it's Jesus's birthday story. Mm-hmm. And as you pose the question to me, I'm thinking sports related. And this is the, how I'm thinking about it. Sports related. Okay. It's like the ultimate underdog story. Cause we talked about before, or you've probably heard people teach on the fact that here's the King of Kings, you know, the son of God getting born, not in a palace, you know, or in a castle, but in this tiny little manger, you know, where a poor person gets born mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then from those humble beginnings, is raise the person who's going to save the entire world. Mm. Like talk about that last second win. Like the devil thinks he's got him on the cross. You know, mm-hmm. I got you down, you know, right, I've right, won, right. I've won. And then Jesus is like, no, I've <laughs> won. So it's this huge story. And if I think about it like that, in the moment of a sports underdog story, like you go nuts. It's like, you're, mm. whoa, you know, but, A few years later, when you recap the story, it's still exciting, Mm. but not as exciting as in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it will still always be exciting if you talk to a fan of somebody from, but that fan doesn't live in that moment every day. Mm -hmm. And I think it also loses some of its excitement just as time goes on. I know the story now. It's, It's become familiar to me. So I'm okay that I don't live in the the highest level of excitement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I've just kind of said, I think that's okay for me. And I yeah. think that's okay f- for us. But what does happen is, is, is I'll be watching a movie or somebody will, will, will share a story and it will take me back for a moment mm. to, whoa, this is a crazy story, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and it just takes me back for a moment and it might hit me kind of emotionally mm-hmm. and it doesn't last long. And so I just really relish those moments and I can't muster them. They mm-hmm. just come. 
They just mm-hmm. happen. Again, like I said, it, it, it's the end of a movie and it's like, oh my goodness, that reminds me of like what Jesus did. Or mm-hmm. you hear a song at just the right time. And it might even be a familiar song. Like for me, I always like the Mary, did you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the right night with the right singer right, at the right. right time, you know, that one hits me. But it doesn't mean that there isn't a depth there in terms of your relationship with God. Just as you're saying oh, that, I'm yeah. thinking about marriage. Yeah. You know, when you met Michelle, it's kind of like, you know, you're dating and the romance and like yeah. all of that kind of thing. You guys have been married now for a while, but your relationship is far more deeper there. But you might not be kind of like all the yeah. the, the romance and, yeah. the, you know, yeah. well, there's romance, but you know what I'm saying? Right. But actually, your relationship is deeper now. Yes. So just because there's not all of that, you know, doesn't mean that there isn't a depth there. Yeah. And I think that happens in our relationship with with God. Maybe even our, our appreciation and our gratefulness and our understanding, actually, of the wonder of Christmas is deeper. You're right. Sometimes you can feel like, oh, my goodness, I don't get those butterflies in my stomach. You're like, mm. where's my relationship with God? Do I not love him as much? And then you try and muster kind of this right. fake excitement. Right. I've realized, no, I totally love him. Like my yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. is strong and it's okay that I feel different now mm-hmm. than, than I felt before. Exactly. Like you just said with the marriage thing, yes. you know, we don't love our wives any less. We love them more. Yes. It just feels different and that's okay. That's okay. You know, so. I think as well, one way of, of maintaining, you know, the wonder of it and not getting overly familiar is living in, in light of the reality of what Jesus did in, in his coming. You know, like that changed everything. It changed everything for me in my life. It changed everything for the course of history that God came and made a way for us to be in relationship with him. Yeah. Made a way that we could be with him for all of eternity. Made a way that we could know the Holy Spirit within us and be changed into Jesus likeness. Yeah. Because we just couldn't do it by ourselves. So living in that every day keeps me in a place of wonder of thinking every time Christmas comes around, I'm like, Jesus, thank you. Yeah. Like, I'm so grateful that you came, you know, because you're living in the light of the impact of that. Yeah. Well, you spoke in your message of how God made contact with us at Christmas uh, through Jesus coming and that, and that through that contact came huge impact. This is what we've been talking about. But you then encouraged us to do the same in terms of making contact with others, you know, being used by God to make an impact around us. But can I ask you, what what are some of the obstacles you see of people making that kind of contact with others? And how do we overcome those obstacles? Personally, for me, one of them is it's not my personality to make contact with someone. I would prefer not to have a conversation with someone. I'm just more of an introvert. Like, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I have to be very cognitive of, of remembering, no, go talk to that person that you see over there or, Mm -hmm. and and it's not that I do it all the time. I know some people listening have probably seen me before in the store and they're like, Oh, I saw Doug. And then he didn't come over and say hi to me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize if I've done that to you. And that's not the way it should be. And that's where I just have to personally remind myself Mm. that man, dude, you're representing like, go have that conversation, reach Mm -hmm. out, send that email, send that text, make that phone call, grab that person after church. You know what I mean? Whatever it might be. I just really have to tell myself, physically in my own head, hey, go talk to that person, go mm-hmm. reach out to that person. So that's just something I I personally need to do for myself. A couple things I was thinking of too that kind of just popped into my head, something that would help me or help someone be intentional is to get something on the calendar. 
like if you have an opportunity to go serve somewhere or 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 to maybe have a lunch with somebody that you know, oh man, they've been having a tough time. Mm. They crossed my mind. I should probably reach out to them. All right, get it on the calendar. Like reach mm. out and say, hey man, you want to have lunch next Friday or you want to come over after church on Sunday, whatever it might be, getting it on the calendar, that contact with people that the Holy Spirit is laying on your heart and in your mind. Mm. I think sometimes that can help us, you know, do what I think we're supposed to do. Yeah, I think something else too is we've talked about this when people talk about being in groups, you know, and being in small groups, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're in groups like that to be accountable. And so, you know, something might be where you're talking with the people who you're who you're constantly having conversations with, your friends, you know, and saying to them, Man, I want to make sure we're really making an impact on people. Uh, And you might mention to one of your close friends, yeah, there's this guy at work that I'd like to have conversations with. I I think I can have impact with him, but I need to make an effort to, to take a break the same time he takes a break or Mm -hmm. to invite him to lunch and then telling your friend that. So your friend can follow up with you. Right. Hey man, a couple weeks ago, you said you were going to have lunch with that guy at work. Did you do it? Yeah. Ah, No, I didn't get around to it, man. Come on, do it. Like, you know, that, that friendly nudge, that Mm -hmm. friendly push to be like, come on, man, you said you're going to do it. Like, like reach out to that guy or, you know, make sure you talk to him at, at work today or whatever yes. it might be. But getting somebody else that you're familiar with helping you, yes. you know, I, I think can be a helpful tool. Yeah. So. The one thing I was thinking about with this, Doug, in terms of making that effort, making that contact, a lot of times it's not the easiest thing to do, especially if people are going through some messy things in their life. But do you know what always it inspires me is is God's movement toward us. I mean, God yeah. moved into the mass of the world, right. you know, and that's also another thing I think that he, he then calls us to follow his lead on that sure, would it have been easier for Jesus not to come? Yeah. Would he have rather passed the cup? Yeah, but he didn't. And so I, I think as his followers were called into something similar. I, I'm, I'm putting, I put a lot of things um, when I hear uh, into a, like a movie scene or whatever in my mm-hmm. head. And, and so I'm, I'm thinking you say that and it's almost hilarious because you talk about getting into the mess of somebody, which isn't funny at all. I'm not saying right, that's right, right. but I'm thinking of Jesus up in heaven with God and they're looking down at the earth mm. and compared to heaven, man, the earth is a mess. Right? right. Right. And then God is like, you're going down. And Jesus <laughs> is like, I'm going down there. Like, I'm, like, why would I want to go into that? Right. But then that's exactly what you're just talking about. We have a friend who might be going through a mess and, and you look at their life and, and, and maybe it's not, maybe it's a mess they caused. Maybe right. it's a mess that just got dumped on them yeah. for no apparent reason. And you look at that and you're just thinking, oh man, I don't, I, I don't want to get involved. I, in I, I don't want to yeah. go into that. Why would mm-hmm. I go into that? And then that's again where we need to be cognitive. And, and I, I'm sure the Holy Spirit leans into us and says, no, you need to jump into that mess. And then it's up mm-hmm. to us to decide. And yeah. That's where if we get that nudging, that feeling, man, that's, that's what we need to listen to. That's the Holy Spirit saying, yes, you do need to get into that mess. Make yeah. that phone call. Make yeah. that contact you know, yes. with that person. Um, so the idea of e- equating that to what Jesus did is like so perfect. I mean, yes. he's yeah, the perfect but, example of how we're supposed to do things. And having that discernment I think is really uh, important as well. I've got one last question for you, and I always feel like I want to pose something to you around family ministry because that's your your role here. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone if I say that one of the dangers around this time of year is kind of getting caught up in the commercialization of Christmas, you know, where kids get caught up in getting things rather than recognizing what God has has given. Can I just ask, how did you and Michelle go about avoiding that pitfall, you know, with your kids? You know, how did 
you kind of help them focus on kind of the central reason for the season rather than just like, here's my list yeah. of things I want. And I thought about that one, and if everyone doesn't know, Will did give me this question in advance, so I was able to think about it. And I'm glad I did because I didn't want to give a abstract answer like, mm-hmm. oh, we just kind of let God work in our family. Right, okay, right. But, but how did you let him yes. work? And so I did come up with with the list of things that, that we specifically did. One was it wasn't a free-for-all for toys. Like you got a limited number of gifts, so we mm-hmm. didn't overwhelm them. We always made sure to be helping other people during Christmas season. I mean, if it's as simple as Toys for Tots, we'd mm-hmm. go out to the store and we'd buy together and then we'd teach our kids what we're doing. Like, yes. why are we doing this? Well, God gave us the gift of Jesus. We're going to mm-hmm. give you gifts at Christmas. We want to give gifts to other people, you know, giving and caring for others. It's what Jesus modeled. You know, so we just talk yep. about it at Christmas time. We also made sure that they were learning about Christmas January through November. In the sense of not learning about Christmas traditions, but they were learning about Jesus. Like Jesus is a part of our everyday life. Mm-hmm. So all year long, they know who Jesus is. They know who the church is. They know that we're supposed to help people and give to people and that Jesus gives to us. And I mean, all that kind of stuff. So when we hit Christmas, it's not like, whoa, he's hey, this guy. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Because I could imagine there's some families that maybe don't talk about Jesus as much and you do mm-hmm. hit Christmas and then you're trying to share the, the spotlight with Santa and everything mm. else and Jesus, and then that gets hard. So again, talking about Jesus all the time. So when we hit Christmas, they know what Christmas is about. We go to Sunday service. Our kids went to youth group. Again, they're always hearing about the Christmas story, the real Christmas story, um, and and then doing things about it. Like recently, even when our kids were older, that's why I share this story because it was, it was kind of fun, but we're thinking about it's Christmas. We want to give. That's what God and Jesus do. And so Willow and I put a, a fistful of $20 in our pockets, jumped in a car and drove around one night and we're looking for people um, who are on the corners asking for money. Because most of the time we never have money to give. And this time we specifically wanted to say, we're going to give money. And and you can argue what's the best way to give to somebody right. who's, who's asking mm-hmm. for money. But in that moment we said, we're going to give and we're just going to let God move through that money. And, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, and so we drove around for about an, an hour or two, um, one, one evening after work and we didn't run into anybody mm-hmm. and we were, we were so disappointed because we were ready to give. And then we said, well, we, we tried, we tried looking for somebody. And at this moment in time, we just, we didn't want to go to an organization. The idea was we're going to find people on the street and we're yeah. going to bless them. And we're like, man, we looked and we just couldn't find anybody. And then on the way home, we seen, one guy on the corner on the way home. Uh, and it was like, there's the guy like mm-hmm. that's who, that's who's God is pointing us to. So we pulled over and he got all of our twins. Wow. So he got, <laughs> sure and, he and like, we just what? blessed him. And again, I don't know what he did with it, but it was just laid on our heart to give. And right. again, so it's that idea of doing, you know, talking about it, talking about it the whole year, um, and then doing things at this time of the year to help your kids remember it's, it's not all about getting, but it's about giving. So Love that. Those are some things we've done. Yeah. So. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you for your time today and also all the work you put into the, the messages. Love the practical aspect of thank this you. one thank as you. well, yep. as always. Just so good. And thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to be taking a short break for the next couple of weeks, but we will return on New Year's Day where I'll be joined by Ridge Leadership and Ministry Director Julie Weeman. I'll be in the hot seat that day taking the questions, so be sure to join us then. In the meantime, thanks again for being with us, and Merry Christmas to you all. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week. I want to mention one last thing before we go. Our heart at the Ridge is to help people grow in their relationship with God. 
There are so many ways to get connected into what can be life-changing environments for you and your family. The best way to keep in touch with all that is happening is through our website, ridgelife.org, but also through our weekly e-news. You can sign up to receive this directly to your inbox using the link in our podcast show notes. Finally, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please feel free to share with friends or family. We hope to catch you next time on Beyond the Sermon.